On this episode of the Super Hits Podcast, we're talking about George Michael and Aretha Franklin teaming up to record I Knew You Were Waiting For Me. Let's go! Super Hits Podcast, coming back at you again with another uh, great tune. But before we talk about the tune, we gotta talk about ourselves. Put ourselves over. I'm Alan, and on all the social medias, you can find me at Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. And who's my pal out there today? Uh, it's Jamie, and uh, I can be found at megamix.com on Twitter and at my website, megamix.com.com. Yeah, and that's, also, up? that's also where we can find uh, this show's podcast, technically, right? Kind of. I, an archive of it for now. Yeah. Might, we'll have to make a website, I think. Hey? Yeah, we'll figure it out. And we're gonna... We can log all of our, our all of our important ratings that we do. Yeah, we're going to have to construct okay. websites. So yeah, Maybe we'll do that in the, in the coming weeks. Uh, I got a special treat for you this week because we're going to talk some uh, George Michael and Aretha Franklin. Uh, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, and for the first time, uh, a song with parenthesis in the title. So we've... Yes. I have to ask. We've We've joked about this on all of our podcasts uh the yes. song by the way is i knew you were waiting open parenthesis for me close parenthesis but i but i have to ask what are your thoughts on songs with these little parenthesis well in this case i, I think it's ridiculous <laughs> just because that's essentially the whole chorus sometimes i understand it because people are stupid and they're like they wouldn't know, you know, a song if they didn't put the, you know, the the the, the main hook in the parenthesis if the song has a different name. So I kind of get that. Overall, I don't love it. I like it more ironically, but um, I think it's I think it's pretty dumb overall. Yeah, the title should just be the title, and and I agree. If I guess from a marketing standpoint, if they're th- if they think people won't know the song right away or get it confused with another song, then I guess that's something. But I mean, for this song. <laughs> Why can't it just be, I knew you were waiting for me? I know. Because <laughs> it's all typed out there. Yeah. I, I mean, you have to write the whole thing out. So all you're, yeah. make, all you're making yourself do is write two extra keystrokes for open and close parenthesis. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes there's, you know, if it's got like remix or radio, it obviously that stuff is, is, uh, is fine. But this kind of stuff. So I don't know. It, it's just, it's, it's kind of pointless to me. Well, the song is good, in my opinion. Let's get into it, shall we? Let's do let's some do ba- it. yeah. Let's do some background. This is a duet with George Michael and Aretha Franklin. A little background on both of them, in case you do not know who they are. <laughs> yes, uh, George Michael, and this is quite the the Greek name. Uh, let me try this. Born Georgius Kyriakos Panayotou. Uh, he was born in yes. 1963, passed away on Christmas Day, 2016. Uh, mm-hmm. R.I.P. in peace. He was an English singer, songwriter, and record producer, known for a leading creative force in music production, songwriting, vocal performance, and visual presentation. He is regarded as one of the most significant cultural figures of the MTV era. Uh, before going solo, he was a member of the duo Wham! with Andrew Wrigley, who um, went on to do pretty much nothing. nothing. After- it's just Who's just a dude? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so George Michael is one of the best-selling music artists of all time. He sold over 120 million records worldwide, 
seven number one hits on the UK singles charts and eight number one songs in the US. A whole bunch of awards, including Grammys, Brit Awards, American Music Awards, Billboard Awards, MTV Video Music Awards. And in 2015, he was ranked 45th in Billboard's list of the greatest Hot 100 artists of all time. Uh, Aretha Franklin, who actually was uh, uh, 20 years older than George Michael, but outlived him by almost two years. She was born in 1942, passed away in August of 2018. An American singer, songwriter, and pianist referred to as the Queen of Soul. Uh, she has twice been placed ninth on Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Artists of All Time. And she has sold over 75 million records. I would have thought more, <laughs> but... You know, I don't know. That's that's pretty. That's that's a lot of records. She is one of the best-selling music artists from the second half of the 20th century. She has recorded 112 charted singles, including 73 Hot 100 entries. So, yes. <laughs> lots and lots and lots of songs. A lot of awards. The National Medal of Arts, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. She was the first female artist to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And probably her greatest accolade, she sang America the Beautiful at WrestleMania 3. She did. That would be, yes, the, the pinnacle of, uh, of her career, though. You know, the, this was uh, released, you know, only a couple months before that. That's right. Uh, so George Michael and Aretha Franklin uh, got together and this song was released on January 23rd, 1987. It was actually written by Simon Climey and Dennis Morgan and produced by Narada Michael Walden. The song was not originally written as a duet, and it was pitched to Tina Turner as well as Aretha Franklin. Um, ultimately, though, it was Arista Records head Clive Davis who got the idea for Aretha Franklin and George Michael to record it as a duet. And Aretha Franklin basically said, like, when Clive Davis asks for it, you kind of do it. So yes, nice. <laughs> in 1984, George Michael was approached to write and produce a song for Aretha Franklin for a soundtrack album. However, he was busy with Wham and couldn't do it at the time and was also understandably pretty nervous about the idea. I can imagine. Um, even at that time, of course, Aretha Franklin, a legend. Uh, so George Michael was coming off of a bunch of hits with Wham. They had broken up in 1986. Their last concert was an epic show at Wembley Stadium on June 28th, 1986, and he would not release his first solo album called Faith until later in 1987. So this comes out in kind of that between period. Yeah, you know, we'll talk about it a little later on the video, but he's, he's got the iconic look already going and, uh, you know, kind of uh, leading up to the, the big solo career here. So George Michael wrote about his experience recording this song in his book Bear, saying that he and Franklin recorded the song together, but they did their ad-lib parts separately. And he said that uh, the producer, Walden, was uh, brilliant at getting a good atmosphere in the studio. Uh, this song, of course, clocks in at that magical four-minute mark, four minutes and yes. one second. Mm -hmm. And if you head over to Discogs right now, you will find about 40 versions of the song, all released in 1987. And I own the Arista Records U.S. release. The B-side is an instrumental of this song. You can sing along, karaoke style. Yes, exactly. If you want to play, special lady. 
if you want to play the record and sing it, uh, yes. you can do that. Yes. Uh, some some excerpts from an article from Smooth Radio. The article is by Hannah Lovejoy. Aretha Franklin talks about her duet with talented George Michael in rare footage. Talented, by the way, in quotes. Yes. He is talented. Talented. <laughs> uh, speaking about how the collaboration came together, Aretha mentioned that Clive Davis rang her and said he had a, and again in quotes, hot song she needed to hear. Yes. She agreed to do the song. She loved the song. Uh, when the interviewer said that Elton John said George Michael was one of the best new songwriters of all time, Aretha agreed and added that George was very talented. So there you go. There you go. That is a great quote. Uh, shall we go into the lyrics? Yes. So this is a duet. So it's uh, the two of them. It's not really them going back and forth. I mean, for the most part, the solos are Aretha. Yes. And then for kind of the chorus and the bridge and the outro, they sing it together. But Aretha Franklin does have some solo parts in terms of uh, singing these lyrics. And I mean, it's it's about what I'm 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 sad. My you know things have been sad, but uh, when I come out of the sadness and the darkness, you are there. Yes. Um, I would assume that the uh, the focus on uh, Aretha's singing verses and stuff is this was actually on, on her um, her album uh, that came out the same year. So um, off the album Aretha, yes, uh, that was released. Sorry, it was released previous to this in 1986. There is reference in the uh, chorus about the river being deep, the mountain being high, and the valley being low. So. Some uh, some uh, some real original lyrics there. Yes, yes. Some some callbacks to other lyrics, uh, famous lyrics from before yes. this time. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's kind of uh, the two of them singing together. A lot of riffing near the end. Uh, yes. George Michael certainly holds up in terms of his chops. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think that this greatly helped in uh, establishing him as kind of a, a a move from like a pop star to a serious like you know musician performing yes. artist etc so yeah he had the he had the uh, skills to hang with an all-time great um especially early in his solo career um i'd be remiss if i didn't mention the bass guitar on this track randy jackson ah, nice. of american idol fame uh -huh. butte uh shall we talk about how this was received yes All right, so the single enters the Billboard Hot 100 charts on February 21st, 1987. Less than two months later, it hits number one. So this is April 18th, 1987. It stayed there for a total of two weeks. And interestingly enough, Aretha Franklin's first and only UK number one hit. Mm -hmm. uh, the top five that week, would you like to know? Would love to know. Uh, so, of course, this song is number one. Number two is Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. <laughs> Number three, Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House. Nice. Number four, Sign of the Times by Prince. Ah, we got the Prince reference. <laughs> uh -huh. Excellent. And number five, Midnight Blue by Lou Graham. All right. Uh, interestingly enough, none of those songs would replace this at number one. When mm. it was finally replaced at number one, it was by I Just Died in Your Arms by Cutting Crew. That's a sing-along song, if there ever was one. Uh-huh. <laughs> the I and the Tonight. Both can be stretched. 
So looking over kind of chart positions and peaks for 1987 across a number of countries, essentially, this did was you, a... Did you crunch the numbers into your computer? Uh, hold on here. Give me a sec. Okay. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> the computer says it was basically a top five hit in almost every country that uh, <laughs> it had any play in. Uh, number one, I see in Australia, um, in <laughs> Europe. <laughs> yes. Uh, in. Just <laughs> I mean, the Europe Hot 100 singles, Belgium, Ireland, the Netherlands, uh, and the UK, and of course, the US in our home country of Canada, it reached number four. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Uh, at the end of the year, it finished at number 36 on the Billboard year-end chart. It is certified gold sales for sales in uh, Canada, the US, and the UK. And in terms of awards, Aretha Franklin and George Michael won the 1987 Grammy Award for Best R&B Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocal, which is very specific. It is very specific. <laughs> um, it's a great award. So there you go. That is uh, some of the recognition. I don't know if you have any other notes or if we should move to covers. I don't have any other notes about that. I did see, I was going to mention the one thing is, this is pretty consistent across across internationally. Like it's ranked pretty high overall in most countries. So a good a good hit for uh, for the, these two, uh, especially in you know some of these countries. You see a lot of uh, you know it, it hits number one in a couple, and then it's you know it it, it tops out in the in the teens and other places. This is pretty uh, pretty solid a top five single across the board. We can pretty much call this a worldwide hit, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, and even I even have the peak position in Zimbabwe as number one. So yes, so good uh, for that. Yeah, making its way into Africa. So excellent. All right, uh, a short section coming up. Let's talk about covers and samples. So this was sampled by a group called Mesa Pandas in 2017 in a song called "That's My Word" and by Busy B in a 1987 track called "Pop 87," which is probably just a mashup. Yes. Uh, it was covered by a number of artists, none really well-known. I'd say the most well-known is Michael McDonald, who covered this in 2008. Uh, this, this seems like a song right up Michael McDonald's alley, so <laughs> I'm not surprised. He just mixed it in with Sweet Freedom, and it was yes. uh, amazing. <laughs> uh, so let's go over to the music video. Ah, the music video. All right, so the official music video for the song was directed by Andy Morahan. It begins with George Michael and two bodyguards entering a dark room. There's a large viewing screen on the wall showing Aretha Franklin preparing for George Michael. Yes. And basically, one singer is like singing while the other one is on TV for a while. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, just kind of. I don't. I don't even know if they notice the other person's on TV or what. But like, I yeah. don't know. It kind of seems like they're doing this. This, you know, honestly, it seems a little bit like they're doing their video over Zoom. It's a very much a a, a twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty two music video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, during the second verse, there's footage from both Franklin and George Michael's early careers showed on yes. the screen, mm -hmm. um, and then all of a sudden. Uh, George Michael and Aretha Franklin are in the same room on the stage. Yes. And and George Michael basically like has that pose where he's got like the one arm around the shoulder and then the other arm on the other shoulder. Uh -huh. And it's just like, ah, oh, this is my pal. 
Yeah, they're palling around. Yeah, just palling around, <laughs> uh, doing some singing and uh, and hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. As the second chorus ends, uh, they show footage of other famous duet pairs on the uh, on the video screen. Yes. Uh, we have here Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, Sonny and Cher, Ike and Tina Turner, amongst others. Yes. And they kind of keep singing until the end, and then uh, Franklin winks at the camera, and that's kind of the music video. You can't you can't go wrong with a little sassy wink to the camera. The premise is pretty good. The dancing is is so bad. <laughs> the little the little dancing they do is just not good. It's uh, and I'm not saying I mean Aretha Franklin is not known for dancing, so. And uh, you know, I mean, George Michael, I don't know enough about in terms of dancing to, to really to really make a call there. But I felt like it was a when you get in a lot of these duets, it's a lot of awkward dancing, and uh, it's visually just it's it's a little awkward. I also think it's got to be awkward, you know, if you're singing just by yourself mm-hmm. to the camera, that's got to be weird enough for a music yes. video. Let alone with like with another person who I'm assuming you don't know all that well. Exactly. I also find, and this is this goes for I guess any anybody who's done a video, uh, especially with somebody that you don't know very well, to sit there and lip sync. Yes, <laughs> must, must be a challenge. So, because I mean, you know, obviously there's no live singing going on, and uh, that just adds to the awkwardness of the whole thing. Well, let's uh, wrap this up with some ratings. Ah, yes. Uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with you. Uh, I want you to rate the music video, please, out of ten. Um, I'm gonna give it a four. Um, I, I don't know. I I don't think I would want to watch it again. Um, I watched it once, and I had it on the screen right now, just kind of zipping through while we were talking about it. Um, I don't know. It's not visually appealing to me. I, get, I mean, I like the little touch with the with the with the different uh, pictures on the screens behind. That's fine, but uh, it's you know nothing jumps out at me, and uh, it's got some of those awkward moments as I mentioned before. How about you? I gave it a six. Uh, I mean, I like the idea of showing the old footage, particularly of George Michael. I think that uh, I think this video and this song were much more important for George Michael than Aretha Franklin. Yes, like if this thing flops or doesn't do particularly well, does she give a shit? No, and it's all on him. Yeah, so yeah. I think the pressure was on George Michael, and it kind of came through there. So I like the idea of the old images. I mean, the iconic duos is like, I guess that's okay, but like, are you saying that this is an iconic duo? Because they had this one song, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, and again, don't be, get me wrong, it was a huge song, but that's yes. kind of it, right? They never yeah. I don't yeah. think did much of anything again. So I'll give it a six. Uh, what mm. would you give to the song? I'm going to give it a four as well. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this song. Um, I just think it's, I don't know, pretty milk toast. The music's all right. The singing is top notch. I mean, they are uh, two tremendous singers, but I just felt it's lacking a lot. And uh, I didn't really enjoy it, but I didn't hate it. I'm going to give it a four because I, you know, I was thinking about, I'd, I'd rate this a two in my li- in my five-star music library. And uh, that's, that's, I think it's for me. It's it's rated uh, perfectly right there at the four out of ten. Uh, you are incorrect. The song is an eight. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I guess this podcast is over. We can't disagree. No, we, we, I hate you. Uh, yeah, I give it an eight out of ten. I think it's a 
pretty damn good song. I mean, I think in the grand scheme of things, it is relatively generic. It doesn't break any new ground. Uh, yeah. But I think it's a nice duet. I think it's it's uplifting. It makes me feel good. That's good to know. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's one that I would have a hard time turning off if it was playing. I think it's uh, I think it's a pretty damn good uh, little jam. So I'm a fan of it, and I'm going to score it high. So I will give it an 8 out of 10 if it was in my iTunes, which I'm sure it is. I would give it four, four stars. stars out of uh, out of five. So I um, this is our biggest discrepancy. Five episodes in. Oh, I'm sure there will be more. I'm sure there will be. I guess we'll see. Uh, if you want to tell us what you think of this song, or if you want to talk about any fun facts that we may have missed or gotten wrong or just made up. Yes. <laughs> as we went along uh hit us up at super hits cast on twitter at super hits podcast on instagram super hits podcast at gmail.com and on our spotify feed uh, we'll let you rate the song for yourself out of five stars so go ahead and do so what have we got coming up next time next episode in a few days from now we're going to take a look at, um, well, I take a look. We're going to take a listen and a dive into, uh, so, I, En Vogue or En Vogue, I don't know how you actually should be saying it, um, but uh, my love and open parenthesis, you're never going to get it, close parenthesis. Excellent. So I'm looking forward to that. I got, uh, I, I, I've done my, I've done my research on it and I think it's going to be a good episode. All right. So stay tuned for that, everybody. And uh, I think that that's it. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye.